0: Hello. Yo. So we got Ryan, Sam, and Bass. Hey, hey. First time in a while, everyone's kicked it off right in the beginning.
1: Yeah, Bass, thanks for thanks for making the beginning. Oh.
0: Well, thanks for having me.
1: No, I didn't. Hey, no, I, I mean that sincerely. Oh, you, know, you did I mean,
0: Oh, it didn't sound yeah. sincere.
1: I know Benny said he was busy. Um, uh, I don't know what he was doing, but.
2: Babysitting?
0: Yeah. Here's what I don't get, base. You said you're going to have to creep off in about half an hour, but isn't your wife home right now?
2: She is, but she's doing other stuff that she wasn't able to do when I was gone.
1: I think base, it's just time to admit that you don't like to do a full, a full hour anymore.
2: <laughs> Guys, I don't want to spend time with you if I'm not getting paid. I'll just be honest. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not getting paid.
0: You are getting paid.
2: I mean, it was one thing when we the were getting checks and. But they were, they, they, We had things held over our heads like five days a week, but I got to you sit on the phone with you guys on my time off I me. Mean, come on. Listening to wrestling news, come on.
0: Base, there's plenty <laughs> of other people who would love your spot on this podcast. I would
2: much rather smell dirty diapers.
0: Base, we could easily replace you with DJ Levy.
2: Well, that is true. Put he's, him on. He's on a long list of podcast requests, so we might, to, we might have to go through
0: that list. Put that boy on the phone. Put him <laughs> um, on. See what he adds this week.
1: Ba ba ba. All right,
0: well, let's, get, right started. let's get started. Let's get started because ba, ba. bass is on limited time.
1: People just feeding in line. What's that? <laughs> Do the ba 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 thing. Do that thing. Ba ba, <laughs> ba, ba 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 ba. You
0: know, you know. I should remember. Remember when uh, on the Sirius XM show when I said that bass was born like you know like fifty or sixty years too late. He could have been a great duop artist.
1: Oh, my God. If
0: he was in a powder blue suit. Like if some black yeah. kid came to his door and said,
1: <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Levy.
0: I would like to inquire about your son Daniel being baritone in my group. The the, the pussy cats. <laughs> That's all you'd have to do. Base, what are you doing? I'm just talking to him. He's trying to make DJ talk. Oh. Well, I hear like, like a hammer. I hear like a hammer and all kinds of shit.
2: Yeah, he's. Learn that if he picks up a remote control, he can slam it on the table.
1: Oh. Get your hand broke in this house for that shit. (laughs) That's right, buddy.
0: (laughs) Mrs. Levy, is there any chance that your son Daniel could hang out with me and the band after school? (laughs) We're in desperate need of a baritone. No, leave my boy alone. And back, back in like the 40s or whatever, they thought those kind of kids were ruffians, the kids who were doing doo-wop bands.
2: You stay away the from those are, kids. The ones that are singing in front of a garbage can lit on fire. Yeah.
0: You stay away from those street kids. All they want to do is sing. Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're trouble. All they're doing is singing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Daniel, you know
0: those boys are trouble on the streets. But let, Mom, let me sing, Mom. Let I you wanna you sing, sing baritone,
1: you singing singing is the devil's work. <laughs> <laughs> I so wanna sing for the clive for tones. The du- if, you, if you were out past dinner time, singing doo up on the corner, you were basically the equivalent of a gangbanger today, oh yeah, yeah. you were a cripper of blood, basically, yeah <laughs> 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 you're also six or six thirty. <laughs> I told him when those street lights come on, he better have his behind in this house. Oh, his behind going to be red. <laughs> Don't make me beat your behind, boy.
2: Meanwhile, I'm in the garage fixing motorcycles going, I just want to sing. I just want to sing. <laughs> Mom, all I ever wanted to do was sing. Only get this one, I just need enough money to, to buy this part for this motorcycle.
0: Face, how are you not able to be a, a baritone, by the way?
2: Because I don't know if you've noticed, but the duop kind of went out about eighty years ago. No, yeah, I'm saying,
1: and though, and why and don't you have on, that hold skill? On, hold, on. hold on, hey, that is like there's a supply and demand rule when it comes to certain things. <laughs> 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 the demand for a baritone these days is pretty slim. It's not like it's like, a, a, it's like
2: asking how am I not become a famous pianist? I mean, piano players just aren't aren't what
1: they used to be. A cart pusher at Walmart. I mean, it's not an easy gig to get.
0: No, but I'm just saying, why bass has that deep voice, why can't he
1: hit those low notes? Well, the point is, Abe, is that there's not there's nobody out there looking for a baritone anymore.
2: That's and true. Now, but if I'm the sing the group, now if I'm gonna sing in the group, I gotta be like sixteen years old and a pretty decent looking body, not a thirty five year old husband and father <laughs> with a gut the size of Alaska. <laughs> That's
1: not true, Bass. I mean, look at remember Susan Boyle? I mean she came out and
0: she wasn't like <laughs> Susan Boyle.
1: No, <laughs>
2: Whatever I have compared to a Susan Boyle, I'm reminded exactly no, why I'm saying there is no place for me. No, no,
1: no. I wasn't comparing you to Susan Boyle. I'm just saying that she didn't fit the suit. Like he, I mean, you, like you just said, you're not a 15-year-old. You remember you know, Ruben, like Stuttered? Being Ruben Stuttered?
0: Ruben Stuttered, yeah.
1: He's
2: yeah. got a little
1: on that. I can't the really think. Reuben fit the vibe, though. Yeah, right. basically. I mean, I can't Susan Boyle didn't fit. Well didn't fit the vibe at all. But base, why didn't can't you do? Though I can't say. Base, why can't you do spoken word though?
2: Because <laughs> I need you to write it for me. No, sp-
1: no, like girl? Are you saying like the spoken word kind of guy breakdown in like voice to Men? Exactly. Like, okay, girl? so
0: base, end of the road. Say, this. Ah. Say, say, girl, I'm here for you.
2: Girl, I'm here for
0: you. See, he came and do it seriously though. Like when Michael from Boys to Men does it, he's really into. it. He's like, girl, well, I'm here for you. That's why. All those times at night when you just hurt me and just run out with that <laughs> other fella. Baby, I knew about it. I just hunger. didn't care. You just don't understand how I, much I love you. I sold
2: out you. a long time ago.
0: Do you? I'm here for you. I'm not out to go like out Rocky, on you by Mr. T, just, just like, like you did, baby. That's all right. Hey, I love you anyway. And I'm not going to be here for you till my dying day, baby. Because right now, I'm just in so much pain, baby. Because you don't want to come back to me. Will you? Just come back <laughs> to me. And then the singing comes in Bass, it's easy All you should sure. be worried about bass is, is being a baritone or a spoken word artist
2: <laughs> From here on out That is now priority number one
0: Yeah, well, by, by the Okay, so speaking of, of music Sam and I were at Farm Aid And uh What a good, what a good time we
1: had at Farmade.
0: Yeah, it was great Ryan, check this out So Do you ever go somewhere, Ryan And you're expecting to get Like a good ticket And then it turns out It's like a piece of shit
1: yeah. So no, fine. it's happened on, it's happened it's happened on several occasions. Yeah.
0: So Sam and I go to Farm Aid and I had like these media passes and uh we got there and the media passes were literally media passes for a tent, a media tent.
2: Oh, like a VIP tent.
0: No, no, it wasn't a VIP tent. It was, like, some kind of media tent where you could, like, plug in your audio to record. It was something Uh, stupid. Like, you hang out with me. It it wasn't even seats. So,
1: Yeah, you hang out with all the douchebags, and you just plug in, like, to their board, and you just record the
0: music. And it's not even, like, cool media people there. It's, like, people like Fern and Pigeon. Hey, (laughs) that Yeah, man. Yeah, so I got the seaweed show on, on Podcast One where... You know, we talk about kale and seaweed and that. You know, <laughs> those are the kind of media people that were there. So we used the media passes. Well, first of all, we, I, we had no access at all. I don't think, right, Sam? Can you imagine? Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Can you imagine a one hour podcast all about kale and?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes we roast nuts to go with it for protein, but usually it's just straight seaweed. <laughs> Because seaweed actually has pro, People don't know that, but seaweed has protein. <laughs> well, it's a great podcast, Fern. Yeah, now let's go to pigeon. Uh, 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 seaweed and, f- and nuts. Great. This is a great show. What does it have to do with farming? Oh, well, uh, you know, we don't eat meat. Oh, okay, cool. So we're we're walking around with these media passes with no tickets. And the lady sees me, and she's... Obviously, no one picked up their media credentials because they had, Sam, how many envelopes of media credentials were in that box? At least a hundred.
1: Yeah, it was. It was like you had to like <laughs> the woman almost cut her finger trying to get in there to get our envelope so tight. Like, there were so many in there. Oh my god,
0: it was crazy. <laughs> in she fact,
1: goes, in fact, mine wasn't even in there. I, you know, Abe had a plus one, and the woman just pulled out of her pocket and said, "Oh, take this one."
0: Yeah. The, the, a woman, the woman from Farm Aid was waiting by the will call window to check if anyone else picked up their media credentials, and there were at least a oh, hundred. En- there were at least a hundred envelopes of credentials in there. And then that's uh, kind of
2: sad, considering it was a pretty decent lineup. Well,
0: no, the, the show it was oh, the, the big, was, it was the, the, the biggest was it was the biggest concert in uh, First Merit Bank Pavilion history. They had twenty six thousand people there, and and they opened up a new lawn area which they didn't have before, but. <clears throat> So, we had no tickets to anywhere. So, the first order of business was to lie, of course, and say, oh, uh, we have media passes. We're supposed to be down here. So, they let us right on the floor immediately. And we snuck up to the front row immediately almost. Like, right up against the railing. And we got some security guards like, all right, everyone, get out of here if you don't have a ticket. So, we got kicked out of that spot. And we kept getting kicked out of all these different spots. Um, And I saw a friend of mine who knows someone who works for Live
1: Nation. You forgot to mention, I got accosted by a security Oh, yeah, some guy. security guard like, put his hand on
0: Sam, and Sam did that thing where he like pulled his arm back really hard and said, Get your hands off me! <laughs> and Sam had that like, mean, and the guy's like, Man, I'll kick you out of here right now. And it's funny how Sam later on calmed down and said, You know what? We don't even have tickets. And that guy was just doing his job. I don't know why I got so upset. <laughs> like, all the guy was doing was trying to clear a lane, because people he, actually... He didn't, even,
1: like, he didn't like, push me. He just, like, put his hand on my shoulder. And I just like knocked it off. Sam like Sam like whipped his arm back. Get off! Get your hands off me! I mean, like, like 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 I was one of the guys in Ferguson. or something. Yeah, that's
0: how Sam was acting. Um, but later on, Sam was like, "Man, that guy was just trying to do his job. I don't know why I acted like that. We don't even have tickets. It's like we, were, we weren't supposed to be in that area, and Sam no. was acting like he was supposed to be there." Um, so, anyways, a friend of mine had had he had some kind of production pass. So we went from having no tickets to being on like Dave Matthews tour bus. We were we were next to Neil Young's tour bus. We saw him walk off the tour bus. Then we that's watched. Cool. Then we watched all of Neil Young's performance, standing next to Neil Young's girlfriend, uh, Daryl. Han- What's her name? Daryl Hannah from uh, Splash. Yeah, really? Daryl
1: Hannah. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's his girlfriend now. Neil
1: Young is dating Daryl Hannah. Yeah,
0: and I was. Stand- I actually took a picture of her filming Neil Young on stage. So God, we, we end, somehow somehow we end up in the and we end up in front of the front row.
1: But it's funny everywhere we went, we didn't have the requisite passes. So every every as we kept advancing closer to backstage, everywhere we went, we people like I don't know if I was paranoid, but everybody was looking at us kind of suspiciously. Oh yeah. Like why are these guys the only ones without without lanyards? Like we were standing um, we
0: were standing next to Neil Young and we didn't even have any kind of passes up. John Mellencamp walked right past us. Tim Reynolds from Dave Matthews, we were just having a conversation with him. That's pretty awesome. We were we, we could have just walked onto Willie Nelson's tour bus if we
1: wanted to. It was crazy. I think the key with that, and I mean uh, you know, this is not a new thought, but like the the key to to that situation is as long as you look like you know where you're going or Exactly. Belong, That's correct. Yep. You know. Hey, like Ryan, no, wait. Said, you you can feel
0: a TV as long as you, yeah, you belong there. You want to hear another so example like, of, a, of that, Ryan? So
1: Ryan's right. A, a, your friend had made a good point, too, kind of related to Ryan's point. He said, you know what? People who work at these concert venues, they're all part-time workers. They're all confused. They don't really know what they're doing. They don't know what's going on here. They don't know who belongs where. They're just trying to get through the evening. But check yeah, this nobody out. Nobody really understands what? what their role is. So, like, ultimately, they don't really know who you are and why you're there. So, as long as you don't look like you don't belong, you're going to be fine.
0: Yeah. When I went to the ACDC concert at, at Wrigley Field, I had the shittiest seats possible, like the 500 level, and I was wearing, I, I was I was like getting audio for, for the loop, and I was wearing a loop shirt. So I went down to the floor and I said, hey, um, I have to get audio for the loop. I said, I have to uh, plug into the board, and they let me on the floor, because I said I had, I said I have to plug, like it makes no sense. I said I have to plug into the board. <laughs> And they're like, oh, right this way." I'm like, "Okay." So anyone wearing a loop shirt could have got to the floor by saying, that? "I was like, I was like in the sixth row for ACDC." They were probably like, "On the on the second, uh, the aftermarket were probably like over a thousand dollars," just because yeah. I said, "Oh, I have to plug into the con- the uh, the control yeah. board."
2: Hey, you know, their you know their manager was probably like, "Don't let anybody in unless they say they have to plug into the board." Yeah,
0: exactly. And why would I ever need to plug into? it? And I had no, I, I was holding my cell phone. I'm like, "Yeah, I need to plug into the board."
1: That's the, I'll you, <laughs> Dave, that's the concert equivalent of your, of your wood and glue uh, series. Continue. Continue. Continue.
0: All right, Bass, I think that might be a wrap. <laughs> I, think yeah. DJ, I think DJ needs his dad here.
2: I think it might be. I'll call you guys back. All right, bye. Cool. All right, bye. Um, are you
0: guys there? Yeah, you said it's the equivalent of the board and glue. Yeah, you.
1: you well, Abe's. And, and if you've listened with any regularity, you know that when Abe wants to change a subject real quick, if you talking about somebody and that person walks in, he quickly changes the topic to wood and glue.
0: Which is correct. I, I've been doing that recently <laughs> all the time.
1: Because people don't ask questions. People, It's boring enough to where people tune out. It's like No one wants to very, know any more information. Yeah. And so that's what that is. That's the consequence <laughs> of wood and glue. If you go in to tell someone i got to plug into the board... Confusing enough for them to not want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> the poor, ah, the black I mean, like that, no one's gonna ask. I mean, that's boring. That's not like, <laughs> most people don't say shit like that. So <laughs> they figure that you're truthful, like you're not lying. Because yeah. who the fuck says that? Yeah, who would make up that
0: lie in particular? <laughs> yeah. And it's
1: not like I had that, oh, it's not like man. I
0: knew going in I was going to say I need to plug into the board. I literally came up with that the second she asked me who I, I said, hey, uh, yeah, I'm supposed to be on the floor. But first I said, I'm, I'm supposed to get audio on the floor. And I said, to plug in the board, need the plug and board. And-
1: and I'll, I'll tell you another another key, and I'm guessing you did this, Abe, because I know you, and, and I've learned this for years. When you're in those situations, another key is to not act excited. You almost have to act like it's a drag for you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like it, like it's work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm I don't know. I, I I guess I'm supposed to be down there. I got to plug into the board real quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's a, it's a bit of a hassle for you. Yeah.
0: It's like, do you know where you the master? You can't be, you where, can't where, be real Where's the master? Where's, like, where's, hey, I
1: need to plug into the board. Yeah, exactly. You can't be like humming ACDC tunes while you're walking towards the guy. No. It's like, where's the master
0: control? Oh, here's another example. At Loop Fest, we walked to the back and we said, hey, we're with the loop. We're supposed to interview Joe Elliott. They pulled Joe Elliott from Def Leppard off his bus and we interviewed him. This was after (laughs) months. This was after months of the radio station not being able to secure any interviews. We walked backstage. And we said, oh, we're here to interview Joe Elliott. And the guy said, let me see what I can do. We literally waited outside his tour bus for 10 seconds. He comes off and gives us an interview.
1: And he, I mean, did, he, did, he didn't question it? Like, oh, I didn't know about this one?
0: Or? No. He didn't even realize it was a Loop concert. He goes, oh, it's uh, I said, yeah, this is our <laughs> concert, Loop Fest. Oh, it is? Yeah.
1: That's great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the thing we, thing we always say, Ryan. Like, if you walk into famous dave's or a restaurant and you pick up a table and walk out and act like you know what you're doing no one will stop you yeah it's true i mean we could walk into a clothing store pick up an entire rack of like mink coats and walk out with them and they'll be like oh those guys must work here yeah even the workers the even the workers there like especially something like walmart
1: if you walk through the like a well, like, if there's a pallet, pallet with water on it, and the pallet jack in you know, there, you just start jacking up the pallet and leave with it, <laughs> no one's going to stop you.
0: <laughs> Wait, that's a great point, Ryan. A pallet jack never gets stopped. No. Ever. No. <laughs> and there's always loose pallet jacks at Walmart.
1: Yeah, there's pallets and pallet jacks in the middle, especially if you go late at night when no, like, it's like like sparsely populated. Yeah, that's and- when they really bring out the pallet jack.
0: Oh my God, they're all over. And I recommend putting on, like, a shitty blue hat backwards,
1: because then it really
0: sells that you're supposed to be carrying that pallet jack.
1: <laughs> you could. You could. If you found, like, a loading... If you knew where, like, the loading doors were, you oh, could just yeah. walk. Take that pallet jack, right? Even the guys who operate the pallet jack wouldn't stop
0: you. Oh, no. They'd say, oh, right this way, dog. No, no. You're going the wrong way. Right through there. Oh, cool.
1: Oh. Cool. Is Skeeter here? Oh, And then... 15 minutes later, when the guy shows up who was actually working with that pallet, he'd be like, yo, do you guys see this pallet? Where'd that pallet jack go? And someone like, oh, some guy came and took it. He looked like he belonged. <laughs> He's
0: wearing a blue hat backwards. <laughs> oh, he don't work here? Why was he wearing a backwards blue hat then? <laughs> Shit. Oh, Ryan, I forgot to mention, the greatest thing at Farm Aid by far, Sam and I... So all night, like I said, we were sneaking around, right? We get kicked yeah. out of one area... We got into someone's seats at one point. Just just moving around. So we were on the left side of the stage, almost all the way up front. And this really pathetic guy comes rolling up in a wheelchair. And I feel a leg like in between my legs. Oof. And I look back. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. So he goes through. I see him tap the lady in front of me. She lets him through. So I'm having a conversation with Sam, and, like, ten seconds later, I see a chair getting thrown, and I see this huge fight break out. And it turns out the guy in the wheelchair was faking that he was in a wheelchair. What? Yeah, a guy was trying. So this is how thirsty this guy was to get to the front. He got all the way, maybe, what was he, Sam, ten rows behind the, the stage? Yeah, he got
1: he got basically to the front row of the section behind like you know why we have like, a little pit like, yeah standing room he basically got to the front row of seats but the and standing again, room at this just, concert were all and again, seats real quick abe i'm sorry i think he was just he was also pulling the confusion card like who's gonna say no to a guy in a wheelchair well you saw a quick eye you know, let when when a i let him through when i when i saw pathetic he yeah
0: um so he was trying to move a row of chairs to like wheel around the chairs and some guy's like, hey, man, you can't move these chairs. And then he stood up out of the wheelchair and pushed the guy, and they got into a big
1: fight. Well, no, oh no, you know what he did? This is what actually the guy told me he did. He, so he got up to the, to the front, right? He was trying to move these chairs. And the one guy's like, hey, man, you can't move those chairs. So he jumped out of the wheelchair and flung all the chairs. They were all connected. He grabbed the chair it and like it took four chairs with it, almost knocked out some lady. Yeah, that's the guy got in his face and he jumped out of the chair again and tried to fight the guy. So he clearly there was no problem. Wait, the that, wait, then so he stood up, Ryan. It's almost like when somebody's like hunched over and you can't tell. When he stood up, he looked like, um, he looked like Johnny Rotten in the 70s, like total, it like, <laughs> off, just like huge punk, like yeah, disgusting, like trash. I think when he was in the wheelchair, like, he had like a shawl on and he had his head down. He looked like he was paraplegic. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah and then wait, I mean, then, wait, hang I, on, I'm Ryan. Not...
0: Then he got back in the wheelchair and his wife or girlfriend pushed him like 10 feet back and then security kicked him out. I actually pointed him, I'm like, that's him over there. I, I mean, I'm not
1: saying, wait, age hey, you
0: pointed the guy out? Well, yeah, because the security guard was, was, he? some guy told on the guy in the wheelchair and then I'm like, oh, that's him right there. And, this, and then I saw yeah. security guard kick him out.
1: It sounds like I, I don't know. Farm aid. I mean, the it, crowd it was, was it, bizarre. Yeah, it's an interesting picture you're painting. It's, it's not the crowd that I would expect. It was Every, a disgusting crowd. It was, it was crowd. a very interesting crowd. We were talking about how weird that crowd was. But
0: they were just a bunch of assholes. Like you would think a farm aid crowd would be a cool, like hippie type crowd, but it was a bunch of assholes and scumbags. It was a
1: very. It was a, it was a, a very. Uh, were very um, intense group of people, like. Uh, Remember that one group they were standing in front of. We were trying to, we were actually trying to steal their. I think their seats, but (laughs) (laughs) they came back and we actually ended up moving. We ended up moving up, and it just kept like screaming, like they can't. Yeah, I mean, you you would think you, you would think farming. You would get this hippie crowd, but these people were really intense. Well, it does
0: make sense because we were just standing in front of them in their paid seats.
1: Yeah, you're right. Again, I mean, I we get were, why they were upset. We were, we were in the wrong. But immediately, you know, I think the most pathetic thing about that show was not the guy in the wheelchair. What what he did, but what we did at the end, Abe, when oh, we yeah, were trying was- to exit out the the um, <laughs> the less beaten path. When you when you, when you when, we, well, so Abe, hey, you want to tell the story?
0: Yeah. So so Ryan, you know you've been there, right, Northern Island before? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't want to walk all the way around.
1: Yeah, everyone has to exit out the same place. So yeah, on we the right like side. On the opposite side of the place, we have <laughs> to go all the way around and exit behind 25,000. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. how, where you're saying you wanted to get out. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: and it's an emergency exit. So it says right yeah. on there, emergency exit. So we, I walked up to the lady at the emergency exit, and then I started fake limping about a foot away from her. And then I said, <laughs> hey, I twisted my ankle. There's no way I can walk around. And then she's like, no one can get out this way. And then Sam's like, what did you say to her, Sam? Like, you people. Something. I said, "I,
1: said, I said, do you have any heart at all, lady?"
0: Yeah, and then I put my arm around Sam and I started fake limping real pathetic for we like just 10 feet. Her, he
1: put his arm around me we just started fake limping in a circle so she could see that he's limping. <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be the saddest fight. And we, and we honestly, the whole time we were like cracking up. Yeah. And we then, had to keep and then after
0: like 10 feet, I just started laughing. We started walking again. So I basically did with that guy in the wheelchair to trying to get out. Yeah, we basically did the same thing. It's like that crowd turned us into scumbags too.
1: Yeah, I mean I, that's the other thing I was gonna say is like this sounds like you guys just running cam after cam. <laughs> it was, it was a not. It was the most ridiculous. Like, did you even thing. watch any of the show?
0: We saw everyone. We saw Dave Matthews, John Mellencamp, and Neil Young's full sets. yeah, but we honestly you know we, we we
1: we were present for those artists, but we didn't see a lot because we were just trying to. We just kept trying to advance closer to the stage and closer to the tour buses. So, really, we said more of the show, I think, conniving than we did actually. It sounds like it. I'm picturing, like, the backstage at Wingsworld, World. Like, you guys just going from, like, that's what know, it was like, like. Like, <laughs> pocket yeah, like. Much- yeah. I mean, oh, man.
0: and it's funny, Ryan. So, the guy who, who put his hands on Sam, when we were in front of the front row, in front of the barricade, we saw that guy walk by, and I said, Sam, you should wave to that guy and see what he says. Because he just kicked <laughs> he us out. We Not- didn't
1: belong, so yeah. now, now we're in front of
0: him. Now we're with the friends and families of the bands in front of the front row.
1: <laughs> yeah, we ended up with Neil Young, and then we ended up with the, in the friends and family section. Yeah, I don't know how, <laughs> how we and got up there. Daryl Hannah. <laughs> it, like the ca- it was like me, Abe, the cameraman, Daryl Hannah, and like Willie Nelson's kid. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> that's if, you so about, if you think about how your how your evening started to where it ended, that's quite a journey. Yeah, it started with me saying,
0: Wait a minute, there's no tickets, and it ended with us hanging out with Neil Young's family. <laughs>
1: Carolina and <laughs> Willie
0: Nelson did it. And we were actually bored we were bored backstage. Like we could have hung out with like
1: John Mellencamp, Neil Young all Hold night. On, guys. Base is calling me back. Let's let's hope the Darth Vader noises on the other
0: end. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is. What's that hammer? Oh, I'm not. Oh wait, I am hitting a hammer. Sorry. There he goes. Oh, what's up, base? Yeah. What a voice. So you missed the story, base. But basically, we uh, we snuck our way backstage and in the front row at Farm Aid with no tickets. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that was a good time. Um
2: I still can't get over that Neil Young is dating Daryl Hannah.
0: She looks pretty good, too. She was wearing, like, a hippie outfit, kind of.
2: Yeah, I saw a lot of people take a picture of her. I had no idea it was because of that. I knew she was in town. I didn't realize she was dating that guy.
1: I wonder what she Isn't gets out of it. surprising. That. I mean, she, she's, a, she's in her 50s, but, I mean, she still looks like she's way out of his... She yeah, wasn't like, wasn't so she, like, was just she in Playboy? Was she? I don't know. That doesn't Maybe. sound right to me. Maybe in the
0: 80s, Bass, I don't know. Ba- Bass just found his dad's old stash of Playboys. Wait a minute,
1: she's on the... Wasn't she just in it?
0: No, that's an old one that you found.
2: I just thought it was just a vintage shoot.
0: You know what's funny? When we were leaving, there was this drunker... Oh, she wasn't drunk, but she was yelling to her drunk boyfriend, Trevor! 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 And, and he was so shit-faced, he was like falling on himself. Isn't it crazy how a lot of women deal with these guys every weekend who just get completely fucked up and they have to keep yelling, Trevor, Trevor, stop it. Trevor, 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 come here. And they're, they're, they're all dressed up and they're chasing these guys down the street. Isn't that, isn't that just a pathetic way to live?
1: Well, it's like babysitting. I mean, you're not dating the guy, you're babysitting the guy. Yeah. It's like you become their mother. Yeah. Trevor,
0: stop. Trevor, Trevor. He's all, <laughs> fuck you.
2: Yeah! Meanwhile, Trevor has his shirt off throwing up everywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's covered in puke. (laughs) Oh, fuck you! And he pushes her. I'm here to
2: party! Trevor, if you don't stop, you're not getting another juice box.
0: I mean, I get it, right? Okay, let's say Trevor gets loose three times a year, right? Fine. Whatever. Maybe he wants to, to drink. That's fine. But a lot of these guys, every weekend, Trevor gets completely fucked up. And his poor girlfriend is all looking nice, dressed up, and she has to chase him down the street with high heels on. Trevor, get back. He has no shirt on. Fuck this shit. Fuck the <laughs> calves. We're walking home. But we live in Mokina. Fuck it. <laughs> Trevor. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor. 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 They always look like they have brain damage, the guys.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> brain damage. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck this shit fuck you, I hate (laughs) it. Do you remember any concerts, Ryan, where you had started with nothing and ended up with everything?
1: A lot. Most of them were like when we were younger. Like, I remember the first jamboree we went to, Kevin actually won tickets calling Q101. He was caller 101. I think I was 16 and he was 14. And we ended up like on the side of the stage for like Mighty Mighty Boston uh, on, the, like, the Doc Martens Buzz stage.
0: Oh, wow. Do you remember how, how How did you do too. it? You we just, like, just by walking up?
1: Yeah, like, I think we may have said, I think we may have pulled the interview card. Like, oh, at the time, I was working for the Times of Northwest Indiana, the newspaper. Uh-huh. I was, like, covering sports for them, and I had this, like, wimpy little paper credential that I, like, attached to... <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, like a bead, like those bead necklaces people used to wear, like the small... Beads, oh, yeah. You know, like the small version of that? Yeah, like, like the Mardi Gras the whole- beads,
0: like the shitty ones. They, they're like yeah, the ones, they're even smaller. The, no, like, but like, yeah. Even- I know what you're talking about. Like the ones that um, St. Pauli girl gives away when there's like some kind of uh, thing at the bottom that says St. Pauli yeah, girl. But they're like the metal,
1: and I did a whole punch through this little piece of cardboard that said The Times. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to do an interview with Moby. And they're like, oh, right? <laughs> 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 If that doesn't prove that the people that work at these venues are morons that don't care about their jobs, oh There's my god! Sixteen-year-old and a fourteen-year-old on the stage. When, when we, when we, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, when we, when we snuck
0: backstage at Loopfest, interview Joe Elliott, it specifically said on the, it said on the door, no radio. It said no radio people allowed past this point. It actually said no radio people, and we said we're with the radio station. We're here to interview Joe Elliott, and they let us right through.
1: To be fair, and this is nothing against you, Abe, but like if you're in Def Leppard and you've done this for that many years and you've dealt with just classic rock DJs every day for like, <laughs> <laughs> you finally hit the point where you post that sign: no radio people. Like, <laughs> like that, was their, that was the only thing on their rider: no radio people. Yeah. <laughs> None of these radio fucks. Everything. None of these. We'll of, we will handle catering. All your only job is to make sure. People like Bird don't get back here and yeah. talk to
0: me. Hey. hey, I'm here to talk to Joe <laughs> Elliott. Hey, Joe, do you remember back in the day when we, uh, <laughs> we did a little bit of partying, right? That's when I got my first nipple ring. Remember that? <laughs> remember we were, we were uh, riding that whore like a pogo stick. Remember that?
2: Wait, are you the guy that keeps saying you're going to fly at the end of the interview? Yeah, I, I got to fly, you. brother.
0: <laughs> All right, Joe, I got to fly. What are the odds of him telling Joe Elliott that when they're interviewing him? All right, Joe, I got to fly. Oh, yeah. Brother, I remember back when uh, Bon Jovi released Slippery When Wet, and uh, you guys were opening, and uh, I said you guys had a little something. Do you guys remember that? What? No. You know what's funny? This one guy that Sludge used to work with, I saw him post a video where he was interviewing Slash, and he said, Slash, you and I, man, it's like we got this thing, and Slash looked completely confused as to who the guy was. He's like, yeah, man, I remember you. Yeah, What's what's with these rock DJs Who have to get this common ground With these rock stars Who couldn't give a shit about them They always think that they love them I know that every rock star hates me I mean they don't want anything to do with me Joe remember, remember you and I right We got that thing going Remember Remember nine years yeah. ago Remember Joe No I don't yeah, remember Because yeah, yeah. I talked to a hundred of you in every city <laughs> I talked to multiple versions of you with that ponytail, those shitty <laughs> jean shorts. <laughs> that that gas, station.
2: you're wearing a song aren't you? Yep. Figured. That
0: gas station shirt says the cock of uh, the cock of Chattanooga, or whatever the name of your station is. <laughs> when you hear the cock, you know it's time to rock. <laughs> w C C K the cock. When you hear the cock, <laughs> cockadoo. You know, it's time to rock. There's the Jen- another one from Def Leppard, a little photograph right here, WCCK. That sure rolls off the tongue. But why don't they know that? that the, <laughs> Joe Elliott wants nothing to... Like, I knew it when I went back there. We did like a four-minute interview, and I'm like, all right, well, thanks,
1: that's man. The, that's it. it. It's just about being self-aware. And That's the difference. Like, it just so happens that a lot of people that work in the, in, in that industry are... They just don't... they have, They lack that self-awareness. I mean... You it, it seem honestly, like, think about, picture 40 years from now, right? 40 years from today. If, Abe, you and I are, like, at, at like, Naperville Rib Fest or something, and, you know, like, someone's coming up to us and asking us if we remember a podcast from 40 years ago. I mean, it might be flattering because it doesn't happen, but if that happened every day, you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, yeah. hey, do you guys remember when... uh Oh, remember when you had right the, right
0: the right. bass hologram?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But and that happens every night. A, like a, just a guy with a ponytail coming up to you asking if you remember the bass hologram. Hey,
0: <laughs> <And laughs> remember that? Time? Years of that. You might know me when I was at uh, the Rock of Albany. Remember?
1: Remember, yeah. I'm wooly, wooly Mammoth.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You
1: don't remember that? Just because. Just because you're a musician, and that's the thing is like radio people don't understand that. Just because someone's in a musician and your station happens to play their artist or their song, that doesn't mean they like
0: you. That no, doesn't mean they they're have. Us- they're using in you. With you. They're using you. Yeah. And at they're this not point, friends with you. At this point, they don't even need to use you. So now it's even <clears throat> more ridiculous. Like at least, at least in 1987, a rock radio DJ had some real power because that was one of the only places you could hear the new Def Leppard single. But now Correct. in 2015. Uh, a seventy or a, a 56-year-old Joe Elliott from Def Leppard doesn't really need the local classic rock DJ, Wooly Mammoth, to help him out. <laughs> hey, every time you're in Albany, you know you got to stop and see Wooly Mammoth right here at the cock of Albany. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, I remember you. Remember that time when, uh... Remember when Marty... The station called the
2: cock. I know. Because
0: when you at the cock, you know it's time to rock. <laughs> I remember when, uh... Remember that time when Phil Collin and I were, uh, we both had our shirts off? No, we don't. We don't remember any of these stories. And they always have to say, like, we're friends, right? Hey, Joe, you and I are friends, right? Oh, yeah, mate. I remember you. Yeah. Not really. And he doesn't give a shit. I mean, of course, if you have, like, Ryan, I'm sure you've had a lot of horrible experiences with horrible people. You're going to remember it because it was horrible. Right. Like you're not because like for instance I went to WrestleMania in Orlando and I still remember this guy named Mike the Enforcer because it was a horrible experience. Yeah, I'm Mike the Enforcer.
1: Dude, that's a great point. I remember I, the people that stand out to me. I remember uh, I was at the Grammys and I was up riding the bus from the hotel to the Grammys with a guy named Rod, Rod Rod Ryan from Houston. He did the Rod Ryan Morning Show. I remember it not because he was awesome. Because he made my wife hell for 15 minutes with his wrist cuffs talking to me about the numbers in Houston. We had a 22 share in Houston. And I don't care. I don't care who your producer is. I don't care what bits you do. I don't care what tickets you're giving away. We do this bit where we send
0: roses out to the uh, girlfriend, and then we see who the roses are for. So we offer the roses, and then if they send it to their wife, you know she's not cheating. But if they're sending it to their girlfriend, you know he's a cheating scumbag.
1: And the song we play leading into that is uh, Steel Kissed from a Rose, but the metal version we do, uh, <laughs> yeah. this, this uh, Mushroom Head did a cover. <laughs> mushroom <man>. Head! <laughs> not into it, so every time you hear that, you know that the bit's about to
0: start. Yeah. All right, it's time for the War of the Roses right here on the cock. Right here, Mike the Enforcer, Albany's number one rock <laughs> station, WCCK, doing the War of the Roses. Right now on the phone we have uh, Sebastian. How you doing, Sab?
1: Sab. Hey, how's it going, Bird?
0: Hey, uh, no, no, it's Mike the Enforcer.
1: Oh, hey, how's it going, Mike?
0: Yeah, so uh, so, I understand you want to send out some rosers. Who are you going to send them to?
1: Uh, my my wife.
0: No, no, don't say that. Just say uh, Marcy.
1: Uh, I, I'm sorry. You should have sent me a script for this shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, Ryan, Ryan you, <laughs> didn't,
0: you didn't send him the script, Ryan? No, hold
1: on. But this just serves to illustrate what it is. So then... So, yeah. as unmemorable yeah. and unremarkable <laughs> as this is, imagine then going to Joe Elliott and asking if he, if he remembers taking part in this 40 fucking
0: years ago. Remember we did the War of the Roses show? The-
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. And that, that's the worst, too. So you get you get Ted Nugent in studio, and then he has to sit through you playing Cat Scratch, Bieber, or whatever your bit. Like, So what we normally do is we get two people on the phone at once. And we play a chicken sound effect, and the first one to notice that we're playing a chicken sound effect gets tickets to the show. But we don't mention the chicken sound effect until someone mentions it themselves. And then Ted Nugent has to sit there and watch that shit. Like, what's going on? You just keep hearing... Hey, what's up with the chicken? All right, we have a winner! Norman! Norman from Albany, New York just won! Norman just noticed the chicken sound effect! Norman! You're going to see Ted Nugent Girl. at the motor speedway. And Ted Nugent spinning through all of that. Yeah, and it's never the first call. Even though they all listen, they still don't know what's going on. So uh, so Norman, tell me what you do for a living. Kakadoo!
1: doo Norman uh, just happened to call. He was just calling to hear like fog hat something, And it just it, he just lucked into the chicken belt.
0: Hey bad, can you play fog hat? Hey uh by the way, Norman, you you like Fog Hat? Koganoo. <laughs> Hey man, what's up with the chicken?
1: We have a winner! What a shitty, what a shitty contest that is. Hey, you know what? Um, you know, you know my favorite classic rock radio cliche is and this. There was a DJ in Chicago who did this. Um, you guys probably remember this. He um, he did this thing where he would do like there'd be um. Like a band in town, he would do like age announcements that he would actually like fake from the station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would play the crowd noise. He'd say, "I'm so and so from so and so," and then he'd play like this big applause. And but the problem <laughs> and was and that he was because Hager was coming out too in the crowd, we could just play this like crazy applause.
0: Yeah, now. but the problem and is that he was, was so introducing bad. like Jimi Hendrix. Oh,
1: right, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> If, um, if Roger Waters is in town, his fans don't give a shit about, like, the Midnight host at the Classic Rock Station. They don't care enough that they're not going to give him a standing ovation louder than Roger Waters.
0: Hey, everyone,
1: hey, I'm, the- hey, everyone like, I'm the go Water go
0: Buffalo the- from WCCC. Yeah! <laughs> exactly,
1: that's what it was.
0: <laughs> All right, let's bring him out right I'll now. I'll be
1: bringing out Roger Waters, too.
0: The boys are about ready to play. Ladies and gentlemen, Chicago would like to welcome the Doors.
2: And you hear crazy.
0: <laughs> hey, it's me. Hey, my name's Tiger Beaton. I'm from WCCK, the rock and roll cock. The rock cock. You ready? All right, the boys are about ready to rock and roll.
1: Here they are, ladies and gentlemen. The full line of Pink Floyd, including Rick Wright, the keyboard player. I remember now. He's dead. This guy, what he would do is he would play concert. He would play, like, full concert, um, you know, audio um, on, like, Saturday or Sunday night. And he would slice himself into the concert, like, introducing the band. Yeah. yeah. With these with these ridiculous, like, standing ovations from the crowd. It was <laughs> really... for him, not for the crowd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He didn't, exactly. <laughs> <into bandos>. <laughs> for him, the band. The band was but when he came out, it would always be this huge ovation. Yeah. like everybody was waiting for his introduction, like, that was the best. Like, Michael Buffer almost. That's and enough. you could <laughs> <hard to> tell... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could tell... Here's how you could tell that it was the same track that he would insert. Like, you could hear someone yell, like, bravo! <laughs> it's, right off, it's right off a sound effect CD. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh. <laughs> Here they are, my friends, all the way from Liverpool, England, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Yeah. Who's ready to rock? Yeah, yeah. Man, myth. Man, myth. Wait, hang on. Keep it down now. I want to bring my friends out. Man, myth. Your wife, you're far too kind. Man, myth. Man, no, no. Keep it down. Keep it down. I want to bring my friends out. My friends are about ready to rock. The boys are ready. All the way from Liverpool, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles.
1: I mean, you're right, Ryan. These classic rock DJs, a lot of these guys really have, they're completely out of touch with reality. Because, I mean, to do something like that, like. If you're going to introduce the Beatles and act like the fans, <laughs> <laughs> have to the stage. you have to live in a world of delusion. And, and that is, to bring it full circle, that is exactly why there is a sign on the deaf leopard dressing for the backstage area to the people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no radio personnel,
0: especially not. Man. I, I wish I, if, if I if I wasn't trying to sneak backstage, I wish I wish I would have got a picture of that sign because it literally said "no radio people allowed" beyond this point.
1: That's the only thing.
0: It didn't say anything else about anyone else. It just said "no radio people." That's all it said. Dude,
1: that's so
0: funny. If we do this thing where uh, we take Jello. And we put it in our mouth, and we try to lead up to a song without losing the jello. And if I if I can do it quicker than than my sidekick could, then you win tickets.
1: You ready? Sure. All right, here we go. Those stickers don't work. my mouth. You're a winner.
0: Oh, thank you. Now right, you got ten new tickets at the Motor Speedway.
1: That was great. And then you, know, you hear the edit where they say, what's your favorite
0: station? And they always say it with, like, a question. The cock? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know when you hear cock the cock, now. you know it's on the rock. WCCK, the rock cock. What's your favorite station? The cock. Uh, the cock? Uh, WCCK, rock and roll, Albany's number one rock station. WCCK, the rock cock.
1: The Rock. (laughs) No, whenever Uh, anyone asks what their favorite station is on any station, no one ever says it with great conviction. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. It doesn't matter the format. Actually, it can be a hip hop station. What's your favorite station? Uh, Power (laughs) ninety (laughs) two. The only people who deliver a good is black women. They'd
0: be like W G C. Ah, look at they sound like it's actual right. voice person. Everyone else You're is right. right. Uh, GCI, <laughs> yo, what's the number one <laughs> station in the streets, kid? GCI?
1: DCI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we oh, really are. In, we really are in a
0: in a uh, an industry where people are so desperate just to have anything, any kind of fake liner. Hey, this is Elton John. This is Steven Tyler. This is Axel Rose. Hey, it's Slash. Hey, what's up, man? It's Ted Nugent. And I'm Jesse Camp. and you're listening to WCCK. <laughs> like, it's always,
1: it's, always, it's, always, it's always all these huge rock And then the one person that actually got to do a liner. is that hilarious? That's the closer. Like, the clothes yeah. are like the local job. <laughs> <laughs> like the intro is always an introduction
0: It's like this. Yeah. Hey, this is Brad Pitt. If you smell. Hey, it's The Rock here. Hey, it's Tom Cruise. Hi, I'm Katie Holmes. Hey, it's Cameron Diaz. Hey, I'm Johnny hey, Bananas Tino from to the, the real world. You're listening to Albany's number one rock station, The Rock Cock, W-C-C-K. Because you know when you hear the cock, it's time to rock. Can you imagine that poor, poor poor, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard has to go into Albany, New York and read that liner? Hello, this is Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, and you're listening to the rock cock cuz when you hear the rock <laughs> cuz when you hear the cock you know it's time to rock on wcck the rock cock hey uh, hey
1: can you do it hey, again when but say came out for the interview with you, was he pretty calm what's that when he came out for the interview with you and your um, your partner over there with he pretty calm
0: no he was very nice he had an ipad with me. he like, oh i'm actually just replying he to email i
1: probably spent 6 seconds before that Destroying everything in the bus when you turn radio <laughs> person over it. How the fuck did a radio person get back here? I specifically said no radio fucks. Abe, <laughs> hey, hold on. Go back to the liner thing. Did you say you were going to have Joe Elliott do it again? Yeah. Hang <laughs> Any way you could say you're listening to Mike
0: the Enforcer on the rock cock but we'll do the whole thing again.
1: <laughs> and do it with a little more energy.
0: Hey, this is Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, you're listening to the Mighty Mike the Enforcer right here on WCCK, Albany's number one rock station, the rock cock. Wait, hang on a minute. You forgot to say when you hear the cock, you know it's time to rock.
1: And hey, you use t- the word mighty? I don't,
0: that's not my name. No, I la- actually like that. No, no, no. Hey, I like that. Leave that in. Hey, it's Joe Elliott from Def Leppard. You're listening to Mike... No, wait, hang on. You said Mighty Mike the Enforcer last time. Can we do it again? <sighs> Hey, it's Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, and you're listening to the mighty Mike the Enforcer on Albany's number one rock station, the Rock Cock, WCCK, because when you hear the cock, you know it's time to ru- Oh, hang on, brother. I wasn't recording. Can you do it again? Hey, do you mind if I snag a couple pictures? Let's get a few. Let me get a selfie and then a regular. Do you mind? You mind? Oh, yeah. You know what the worst is when you, when they say, do you mind? Yeah.
1: You should never,
0: because do you mind? Isn't isn't really? It's not even a question. It's just kind of just they don't even mean. Do you? it's kind of like when I say if Bay says, "Hey Abe, I'm moving," I say, "Hey, if you need help, let me know." I don't really
1: mean Oh that. yeah, it's just a formality. It's like a ple- just, yeah, yeah. People, you, people say it, you know at the end of a sentence they don't the they it for no reason. Forcing the picture. That's like the, the the pleasantry you say as you're getting up to take it. As as you're hitting
0: the the, the button to take the picture, you say,
1: "Do you mind?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, because the, they're not going to say, yeah, I might. That's not an actual question. Like, you two aren't sitting at opposite side of the table and say, hey, in a few minutes, I think I want to take a couple pictures if that's all right with you.
0: Oh, you know what, Joe, I forgot. Could you do a liner for our night guy, Patchouli? <laughs> what? We have a night guy named Patchouli. You mind doing a liner for him? Hey, it's Joe Elliott from <laughs> Death Lab, and you're listening to Patchouli and WCCK. <laughs> uh, wait, hang on. I wasn't recording again. Get- <laughs> Hey, it's Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, and you're listening to Patchouli on Albany's number one rock station, WCCK, because when you hear them cock, you know it's time to rock. <sighs> All right, good. Now, uh, we hang on once. Oh, you don't do mine again. Can you give me another one? They always want They always want more. Like, kind of like our boy Danny Gaga. We went to get Chris Zorch, who's a loser on the Bears. We went to get his autograph. Danny Gaga kept walking up to the table because they were giving out four packs of football cards. Gaga kept walking up and taking more packs. Like bass at Costco during a sample sale. Or not, what is it? Sample day. Every day sample day there, right, bass
2: Every day is
0: sample day. Oh, weenies in a, on a stick. Don't mind if I do. Then he walks <laughs> back around. You still got those weenies? Oh, yeah. here is They're always very nice about giving you the second one, but once you get up to third and fourth, they want to punch you in the face.
2: Hey, uh, just because I walked away with one tray, they got all sorts of... them. Then base base
0: starts up a conversation with them and starts eating them while he's talking.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, uh... How do you make
0: these? Uh, how do you... Uh, you put these in the microwave? You put these in the microwave. Uh, yeah, uh, here's a box. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hang got. Oh, two, wait, are, are those the jalapeno ones? Let me try those next.
1: Is that curry I tasted? Let me... Confirm that with one more. Jill, Grab some mustard. <laughs> oh, it's funny.
0: God, they're so ridiculous. And pretty much, though, every I think every most radio pe I, I, I think we're very normal for radio uh, people in radio. And I'm not just saying that. I don't think we act like any of those people at all. Maybe bass does a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> Base honestly, though, if you were running Albany Rock Radio, don't you think you'd be just like those guys?
2: Dave, if I was running a rock station in Albany, New York, there'd be a decent gun to the side of my head.
0: No, but really, if you were the morning man at some station, you don't think you'd be acting like that? If, if you didn't have
2: well, us to check... I think, check, I think, I, I think they would be, they'd on. be looking to hire a person who would be that way. I wouldn't be that way.
0: But don't you think without the checks and balances called Sam, Abe, and Ryan, don't you think you'd be like that?
2: Oh, my God. If I ever did a show like that, I would cut ties with all three of you guys
0: in a heartbeat. <laughs> hey, it's Bass. You're on Albany's number one, the cop. I would
2: just tell you guys I'm, I went into farming.
0: I think I think Bass could do a good job as one of those
1: guys. Hey, it's so dancing, Dan. It. It's dancing, Dan Levy on the cop. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was silent for a second. Yeah. It hit a little close to home. <laughs> Did you guys see that? You mentioned the interview base. All they do is like, okay, now it's just all like, uh, they just have you They just keep voicing lines. Like, okay, now say Rockcock. Say Rockcock rock Albany. Albany. rock cock, Albany. Number no one. Nothing about your background at all.
0: And, and have do you ever every station's always number one? How's that possible when there's 30 stations saying they're number one? <laughs> number one for rock right here in Albany. <laughs> then the other rock station, the 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 the, the, uh, the rock and roll gun, like the new young station. Right here on the rock and but they roll like
1: they, There's always something like we play more Motley Crue than anybody. Rock Toss There's always something to put them in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. man. some more. qualifier that no one gives a shit about. Like they try, There's always something. <laughs> number yeah. one for Motley Crue. <laughs> more like news Between stations. were number one. Than any other station. Right. More songs in the 11 o'clock hour up and down the dot. <laughs> <laughs> the only radio station
0: to play 17 in a row.
1: Like, yeah. more songs per hour than in the asterisk, because we have no sponsors. I mean, there's always something. They play okay.
0: 75 minutes in a row, we play 82 minutes in a row. We're number one. <laughs> 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 and, yeah, being number one, it always makes no sense how they figure out how they're number one.
1: Usually, if you're number one, you, you probably suck, because I mean, you probably, honestly, have zero, zero sponsors. Zero integrity. No one's listening <laughs> to call you on your bullshit. You're number and one across the board. If you really think about it, most number ones don't tell you they're number one. Most true right. number ones are not right. the ones saying they're number one. <laughs> like, right. um, you know, if let's say WGN AM or WBBM News, like they would trade off, right? Like, you know, for number one AMs or whatever, yeah. or even the whole the whole market of Chicago. Those two stations aren't like number one for talk and news. Yeah. We're number one in Chicago. <laughs> and what does that mean anyway? Okay,
0: so you're number one. Does that mean I have to listen to it? Because all the shows on TV that are number one, I have no interest in watching.
1: It's You know, it, it, it's um, not that I really don't want to bring up wrestling, but, like, WWE has that mentality where they have to prove to you that they're accepted by the mainstream. You know, the you'll see staff, like, more Facebook followers than MLB and NHL combined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty okay. much between every commercial break, they're doing something like that. And that, while well, that sounds impressive, think about how many people you know that follow NHL or MLB's Facebook. Like, right? You know what, exactly. Someone on Facebook, it's yeah. probably going to be the team you like, not the league.
0: Yeah, WWE every thirty seconds. Hashtag Ric Flair. Woo. Hashtag. John Cena, you can't see me. Hey, if you, make sure to get on Twitter right now and say hashtag Vince. Yeah. hashtag Triple H is back. hashtag Stephanie. MLB's not saying hashtag Big Poppy. If you want to get in on the conversation, yeah. Every
1: like uh you know uh Chris Bryant hit the home run and and Len Casper isn't like oh now let's hashtag that home run
0: Bryant's home run. <laughs> <laughs> Big Wood, hashtag Big Wood, hashtag K-Zone, Chris Hill with 13 strikeouts, hashtag K-13 if you want to join on the conversation. They would never do that. It's funny, Ryan, these things. I was just actually, I was watching Raw from yesterday, like an hour ago, and it actually said that. We have more tweets than the NHL, which is out of season, by the way. Tennis. (laughs) More tweets than the WNBA, NHL, and all of tennis.
1: Who's tweeting about tennis? And see, and that's what you get from the from anyone who wants to be accepted. They'll take any stat they can try to find and, and spin it to where it sounds great.
0: Number one for uh, young men with no shirts on.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah! If want, Woo! If we were, if we were on serious, right, and like, we would like back, you know, we were doing the show on Howard One O One. If you would just say like, Oh, I see it can the show more downloads this week than any other show. <laughs> what? What does that mean? More downloads. <laughs> what are you what are you
0: referring to? More impressions than any other radio show on the dial. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean? It's not. it's a, yeah, you're right. It's never like uh full facts. If you just say right, more right. more impressions, what does that mean? Yep. You're not saying I have the most listeners. No. Uh, most most retweets. We're number one in retweets. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> more people have favorited our Twitter posts than anyone. We're number one. <laughs> right here, the rock cock, number one. Most most poison, more poison than anywhere else. Only place in <laughs> Albany that plays poison, so we're number one.
1: Number That's one what for new... Really saying. That's what that, that would be the honest way to say it. We're the only one who plays Poison, yeah. so we have to be number one. The best when they say shit like, number one for No one, new, else, no one else
0: would be dumb enough to play Poison. Number one in New Rock, and they're the only station in town that plays New Rock.
1: Number one for <laughs> everything
0: new. Everything new in Rock.
1: But aren't you the only Rock you, It's like, it's, you know the movie Elf, when they're going to get coffee. And it's the world's greatest coffee. The world's, world's best cup of coffee. <laughs> that's another example like it's an unprovable un- Yeah, you can't argue it because there's nothing to even argue like how do you what's your qualifier there as voted on by who you know, best you burger in, in town say, the world's greatest coffee there's a lot of places that say like the best it's burger voted on by the owners of this establishment
0: <laughs> <laughs> but there's at least a million places who always say number one burger what does that even mean
1: I think we lost base
0: fellas that's okay. We're yeah, about to wrap we'll it up in a few minutes. Anyway. <laughs> what if Bass just fainted? What if something like bad actually happened to base, and we're all laughing? <laughs> we read about it on Facebook later. Jill's posting like the ambulance pictures, <laughs> just with, with the Why caption. Post the ambulance. <laughs> it, it's just a picture. It's just a picture of the ambulance lights, and then the caption is "My Who heart is broken."
1: That? Who puts the ambulance picture with all these like filters on it? Yes, yeah, she <laughs> <laughs> puts filters on the ambulance picture. Yeah, or <laughs> <We're> like <laughs> a collage. Imagine if it was like a collage, like the four pictures in, in a thing. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, took time to put four different pictures. Like the ambulance. I put hours. Off. I put hours into that collage. I mean, it was was I mean, pulling on the base being, being loaded in, giving a thumbs up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a player get taken off a field in the NFL when they get hurt. Uh,
1: she does a GIF of him getting loaded into the air. <laughs> For more on bases, my Snapchat. <laughs> Hashtag I'm heartbroken. Uh, see the entire experience on my Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> see my ha- my Snapchat story. <laughs> Hashtag, I will always hashtag love it. We, uh, <laughs> we are based. We are based. It's bad, it's bad <laughs> enough. She wrote, I am based and Sharpie on her palm.
0: <laughs> 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 it's like it's a movement. <laughs> and then everyone starts putting that hashtag on their page. Oh my god, that's funny! It's dude. bad enough you take a picture of basing loaded <laughs> into an ambulance. Let alone taking time to put a filter on it. Yeah. Oh, this doesn't look good enough. <laughs> Base smile. I'm going to put a picture of you on
1: Facebook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag too soon.
1: We all hate. <laughs> That's how you get trended, babe yeah. <laughs> we were th- I was the number one trending thing In Oak Lawn, Illinois <laughs> When he wakes up from anesthesia She's like, we trended, babe We trended Yeah,
0: <laughs> I knew it You know that's the <laughs> one The one dream of those radio guys <laughs> is, <laughs> is to make the local <laughs> paper I
1: knew th- it <laughs> I knew it. But that's their dream. I is knew it. it. I passed out. And I, 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 can't, I faintly saw uh, Andrew and Purcell. that we had a chance to spread was totally the right thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but their, their one dream is to make the local paper. Mark the Enforcer. We'll always remember him. His classic, his classic bit where he would put Jello in his mouth and spit it out before he could sing the song. We'll never forget that one. Mike the Enforcer hashtag Gone Too Soon. The cock will be half mast today, guys. That's we'll, we'll end on this. There's nothing worse than a, a a radio DJ giving a tribute to someone like that. Yeah, the oh, cock. Dude, that is terrible. We lost. We lost the true hero today. The uh, daffodil, the, our afternoon DJ, passed away today, and uh, the cock will be. <laughs> I'll keep the cock half chubbed
1: They they play like soft rock ballads, so they'll say the the cock is soft today. <laughs> <laughs> and bellads, Every rose has its thorn. No, no, the be, no. Ballads, it's, cock it's, is soft. No, they it's, play when the children cry by White Wine. No, it's ballads
0: that don't even make any sense. Like 18 in Life" by Skid
1: Row. Yeah, but it just, it's a ballad. They have 10 songs to choose from, so for the next hour, yeah. the talk's going to be soft. I just want to know, say that the Daffodil
0: is one of the. Daffodil, I, I knew him as Ronnie Brown, was one of the greatest <laughs> men that I've ever met. Here it is Ricky was a young boy. He had a heart as a... You know, I get choked up when I hear Skid Row <laughs> doing 18 in life. That's a tribute there to the Daffodil, a.k.a. Ronnie Brown, as I knew him. And then after only calling him the daffodil his whole career, they have to keep saying his name after. I knew him as Ronnie Brown. I knew the man Ronnie Brown. You knew the
1: performer, the daffodil. Ronnie Brown. You guys knew daffodil. I knew Ronnie Brown. He's a great host for a better person. He's 18 in life. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: the cock is now half chubbed. We're half, we half, ch- half chubby. you know, and then they make a joke because you know, because you know, the cock will
1: never go soft. What a way to defecate on the dead! <laughs> there, there could be that. a worse tribute. I'm <laughs> holding. Honestly, I, I felt that way about Dime. Bag. Like when Dime died, I was mortified by the amount of just awful tributes just from people. We're
0: gonna have, have a black tooth, tooth in his honor, people. brother.
1: Yeah, just your local scumbag is getting fucked up to honor Dime. Yeah. Like okay, for die. What an honor! <laughs> dead.
0: That is true. All the biggest scumbags getting with all their scumbag friends. This 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 shot of black tooth goes out to dime. Rest in peace, brother. Then they get completely
1: <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if my life at the end of my life, if it, if it means that that. Thousands and thousands of people are doing shots. I fucked up somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't want that to be my legacy, doing shots. This is for the brother
0: dime bag, guys.
1: Guys, guys, hang on. Guys, wait a a minute, guys. Guys,
0: everyone everyone keep quiet, guys. (laughs) Guys, everyone keep quiet. This one right here. This one right here. Whatever you got in your hand. This one is for the brother
1: dime. Rest in peace, brother. And then someone's gonna top that guy and go. That one was for
0: Dime. That one's for Daryl Abbott. <laughs> yeah. That one was for that one is for the icon. This one's for the man, brother. Brother, that was for our the legend. That was for our hero Dimebag. And this is for his family, his wife, his beautiful wife Tansy, and the kids. This one's for Daryl Abbott, guys.
1: Rest in uh, peace, Daryl. life. No, this is a legend. This is for our friend, Daryl Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brother till I, our brother dear, t- close, personal friend, Daryl
0: Brother, till I see you again. Rest in peace. I
1: never saw him before. Do you, really think, do you really think if
0: they're... Okay, so let's say there's a heaven, right? Do you really think Dimebag Daryl's going to want to hang out with some scumbag from, like, uh, Warsaw,
1: Indiana? <laughs> Honestly, let me back up. I mean, I could be totally off base here, but if there's a heaven, I don't think Dime's there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he had a heart of gold. Didn't you ever watch any of the Pantera tribute videos?
1: Yeah, and I Bro. know that probably, you know, any Pantera fans are going to get sick to that, but really, I mean, I've heard, you know you hear these horrible stories. Like, yeah, Dime put a, a wine cork up his ass and then made a waiter's mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm sure he's just sitting there with Jesus talking about all the good he did. <laughs> I definitely don't think he was on the VIP
0: list My child, I remember when you put that cork up your ass And you made that sailor smell it <laughs> Yeah man, that was pretty cool <laughs> Do you ever notice when guys like Dime Oh D- Jesus, man
1: Yeah man
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome Welcome to heaven, my yeah, son man,
1: that was pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> Just Imagine Jesus welcoming Dime to heaven yeah, I now, Dime,
0: you're not going to make me smell a corner. we're going to have a
1: couple of black teeth. Tooth-
0: <laughs> uh, Daryl, welcome to heaven. Here's—I have a tray of black tooths to get started. <laughs> get started. <laughs> it's funny. Whenever a guy like Dimebag dies, uh, there's always some huge, fat guy with a bunch of tattoos who's like crying, really angry.
1: Uh, I knew Dime, man. Damn it! Duck him! <laughs> Dime was like a brother to me, man. I remember
0: dying. Dime, man. I remember dying. I lost my brother, man. Oh, man. It's <laughs> so fucked up. My brother.
1: What? The what? cock is definitely at a half choke. Shit should...
0: The cock. Half chub, because you know the <laughs> cock will never go soft right here on WCCK.
1: <laughs>
0: I just got to say, guys, the Daffodil would have liked this <laughs> the tribute. The cock but that...
1: will never go soft.
0: But I just want to make sure that the man Ronnie Brown's remembering. What
1: a company man, honestly. <laughs> 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 he, has company man. <laughs> he has to make that point. He has to make that point. You know the cock will never go. Come on, oh,
0: man. Uh, that's, that's a tribute you know. because the cock is always so hard that being a half you know, ch- half chubbed is, is as low as they could go.
1: You know the cock will never go soft. <laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible <laughs> tribute to somebody who passed away. What a horrible, horrible way to end your uh, That person is lucky they're dead. That, 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 that was inevitable. That, if, 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 honestly, if that if that sentence is muttered in your tribute, because the cop will never go stop, <laughs> you're better off dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank God you're dead. Honestly, oh, it can't man. be any worse than the situation you were in. <laughs> then they then they always bring in they always bring on the radio the
0: brother who can't even talk at all. I want to bring, I want to, I know we all know the daffodil is the performer, the icon, the legend, but I want to bring in his brother Adam Brown to tell you about the man, Ronnie Brown. Yeah. And, and then anything he says, they act like they're tearing up. Yeah. Ronnie was cool, man. Tearing up. I'm getting choked. I, I would tell you that I agree, but I'm too choked up. Yeah, it's my, my brother. My bro- bro- brother, who my m- mom had, and uh, he worked hard, and... Uh, brother, preach. Preach my brother. And he, he, mother- his kid, kid, he had kid, and girl, uh, my mom, dad. Brother, brother, Ronnie Brown, rest in peace. But Peace, peace. Ladies and gentlemen, the cock is at half chump. As you know, we'll never go soft. Coming up, Motley Crue and Bon Jovi right here. W-C-C-K, the cock. Let's get a check in traffic. <laughs> Let's go out to the rock copter and check in with Dan Ryan. All right, gentlemen, Ugh. we'll wrap it up on that. All
1: right, good time, guys. Good one. Right,
0: guys. I'll talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>
1: Peace.